Hey, what's up, everybody? So in this podcast episode, we will be talking about being okay with changing your mind. This continues our series on the 10 lessons learned while being in private practice for 10 years. Let's go ahead and dive in. Hey, my name is Dr. TK, and on this podcast show, we will uncover abundant mental health business tools to help you become the person you were meant to be. I am a mom and wife who took the knowledge as a clinical psychologist working for a government agency and being a professor for over 18 plus years into building a multi six-figure mental health business. My goal is to remove the employee mindset and replace it with an abundant CEO mindset. We will uncover the good, the bad, and the ugly of business ownership. I believe that you can make a wildly abundant living and become unapologetic while also dreaming big, enjoying life, and making a huge impact in your community. This is the Therapist Deserve Abundance Podcast. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the Therapist Deserve Abundance Podcast. This is Dr. TK. So we are continuing the 10 lessons learned, and today we are on lesson number four. So the topic at hand is be okay with changing your mind. So I'm going to be quite frank. At the time of this recording, I am going through some internal struggle. Um, I'm not going to lie. I'm feeling a sensation of being tired. Hence the next three or including this one, two more podcast episodes are actually you seeing me in, I'm going to say live time, but you'll hear this clearly when it's published that um, I'm making my mess my message. And so today we're going to talk about where most therapists from my conversations with our community and people on Instagram and other online platforms, where most therapists get stuck. And I find that a lot of therapists get so wrapped up in overthinking about their niche that it actually creates a snowball effect. And so if you think about a snowball or even like a onion and you peel back each layer It just continues to probably get worse and worse, right? Because you are noticing that the ball ain't getting no smaller. And so what tends to happen when clinicians say, I want to have a niche, but I'm not clear on what that is, the snowball effect can include some or all of the following. It can include a therapist preventing themselves from actually marketing their company. So what would this look like? Because a therapist does not um, believe that they're clear on their niche, because that's probably the real statement we need to make, not necessarily that they don't know what their niche is, because when you're determining your niche, you're going to go in stages, right? So because a therapist doesn't believe that they know what their niche is, it will prevent them from marketing in their business. It will prevent them from even opening up a practice or better yet, learning how to say no to people who don't suit their ideal client avatar or description anymore. And some therapists, including myself, are potentially scared that if they do change their mind and change who they want to serve, how they want to run their private practice, what days of the week do they want to work, and all these other areas that I see clinicians changing their mind on that most of the time enhances themselves as a business owner having a private practice, they may not do anything because they're scared of messing things up. So I'm going to give you a brief example of multiple times that I've changed my mind, especially related to who I serve. 
So if you are new to my podcast, you know, I would definitely want to say welcome. Very grateful for you being here. Um, And I'm going to give you a glimpse into who I've served over time. But people who have listened to the podcast for a while now, you probably pretty familiar with me referencing different places that I've worked and even having dedicated podcast episodes that speak to that. So I've had my share within the 10 years of being in private practice um, and of course, before private practice as well is serving teenagers, then to parents. And this is in the order that I went in my private practice. So I served teenagers, a little bit of kids. Then I served parents, then couples. And then I realized as I started to feel like, I don't know if this is all the way it's, even though I'm not saying that you cannot serve multiple populations in your private practice, but what tends to happen is you, I'm going to say fall in love with one population over the other right? So I found myself going through stages where I was in love with serving teenagers, maybe because of the energy that they brought to the session. Also, maybe because I was working in the jail at the same time of me serving teens. But nevertheless, I got still and I asked myself, well, what do they all have in common? Because I still love serving, you know, those different clients, but I want my caseload to be a mixture, honestly, of the three, if I can. But how can I put that into a marketing message? So when I got still, and this took some time, it didn't come overnight, I realized that the one thing that all of those populations had in common were life transitions. Now, disclaimer, I see a lot of people in my community, they put on their website or online directories that my client experiences life transitions. But you got to be a little bit more specific than that. So I may say on Psychology Today, for example, when I had listings on there that, you know, when I serve teenagers, I'm really focusing on those who are 16 and up falling within that range of transitional age youth. And they are transitioning with trying to figure out what they want to do with their life. Do they want to stay in their home? Do they want to go to college? Do they want to get a job? What college do they want to go to? Like, you know, we're looking at all of that. So that's a life transition. If we're looking at parents, maybe it's the emptiness. Maybe it's your child is becoming an adult. Maybe you're raising another child and maybe you had help raising the first one. So now you're going through a transition because now you're by yourself, right? Then I may have couples in which they may be going through premarital counseling or unfortunately, like on the verge of a divorce, some infidelity. These are all the referrals that I would receive. But nevertheless, I was able to learn over time how to truly market that message online to help people understand specifically what type of life transitions I am the expert in, okay? So be okay with growth and clarity also over time, depending on the season that you're in. So what do I mean by that? As I mentioned earlier, I probably loved to serve teens because I had been serving them in the jail, but even before then I was working at high schools. But to go a little bit deeper, specifically the teens that I wanted to see in my private practice really mirrored the kids that I would see in the jail outside of a criminal record, right? And it don't mean that some of them kids probably should have been, you know, uh, in juvenile hall, but they just didn't get caught. But nevertheless, I was marketing for difficult teens. So what I'm also saying is that I allowed where I was working, especially because I loved that population, is that I allow that experience to filter over to my private practice because to me, that was honestly the smartest thing to do versus trying to venture off into a whole nother population when you have no foundation, right? When I started working with adults, I'm gonna be honest, my whole caseload became the teenager's parents over time, not all of them, but a large percentage of them. 
So again, I start seeing the kids, the teenagers, and then over time, as I start having conjoint therapy, consulting with the parent, because those kids were usually minors, even if they were 17 or even 18, the kid would sign a waiver because they're still in high school. And I end up working with one or both parents or caregivers. Then over time, I started to realize like, wow, the family, the relationship between the parents, we got some problems here, right? Or I would just get referrals from couples. Now get this, some of those couples came from referrals from parents that I was seeing in which I helped them raise their child. So I'm not saying that all of the couples that I saw were focused on parenting, but a good amount of them were. And then I started getting just general referrals like, hey, we're having general communication problems, right? Or we have an infidelity problems, or we're about to get a divorce, or you know what? I want to get married, but I want to make sure that we can talk stuff out because the church only took us so far, right? But I started seeing couples. Then again, I looked at all three of these populations. I asked myself what they had in common and I came to terms with life transitions, So I overcame overthinking about my niche because really what I wanted to focus on is not limiting myself when I have a gift to serve three different populations. But I do know that in the marketing space, I need to focus on one like word or phrase to to be more of a catchphrase so that people can come into my ecosystem to get a consultation and then potentially if they're a good match, move into therapy services. So the way that I did that, and I'm sharing this with you because if you're a therapist listening and you feel as though the world of the online, um, you know, space is telling you, you have to niche down, you have to niche down, or you feel like every time you log online, you're seeing that everybody speaks to your ideal client, but what specific problem do you solve with that population? Even if it is women who have anxiety, there's different types of anxiety. Do you love working with more of the other? Do you like working with a few, but maybe you use the same strategies, techniques with every single client, no matter what? Because data, statistical research does show that, for example, CBT works really well with anxiety or depression. So that's how some of us, again, but we don't look at it from that standpoint, from a marketing perspective. How do you work with those clients? When you're talking to them, you may end up telling them you do CBT or you describe it, but you don't potentially limit yourself from seeing a depressed person or an anxiety person. You just know that the strategy that you have works with both. Therefore, you probably don't even know it, but you're accepting both of them because of your strategy. Maybe your strategy is your niche. Maybe your evidence-based practice is your niche. So if you want to explore more about private practice things, right? Do you want to assess the health of your mindset as a business owner and the health of the back office of your business or maybe future business that you want in private practice? Do you need to look at your mindset around money, wealth, your money narrative? You definitely want to check out the Prosperous Private Practice Bootcamp. Now, depending on when you're listening to this episode, we may or may not already be done, okay? Now, the dates of it, we start the live sessions for a week on August 8th. But we opened up the bootcamp back in at the end of June because of the free course. There's a three-part free course that addresses the health, wealth, and mindset of a business owner in private practice. Because when we go live, I want you well-primed, honestly, to just have a candid conversation with me in our online community, because I'm going to be going live about you pretty much doing a treatment plan 
on your business. So it's going to go deeper than what was in that course. The course is not a requirement, but it will definitely serve as more of a prerequisite for you to be in a good place to dive into those, I'm going to say deeper conversations, right? So if you want to sign up for that bootcamp, and if it is not past like August 16th, 2022, then feel free to click the link in the show notes. Um, Outside of that, please share this episode with one or two mental health therapists, if not more, and let me know how you enjoyed this podcast episode. Now, what you can do to let me know that you've enjoyed the episode is you can follow the podcast, you can rate the podcast, and of course, leave a comment letting me know what was your biggest takeaway from this particular episode. So we're going to continue this series. We're, all, we're already on number four, but we have six more to go. So stay tuned. Maybe I'll see you in the boot camp, but otherwise I'll tune in on the next podcast. All right, bye. Listen, I am over here dancing. You just finished another epic episode of the Therapist Deserve Abundance podcast. Now, I don't know about you, but that flew by way too fast. So if you want more, head over to drtk.com for additional abundant resources. And if you are looking for a tribe of abundant therapists like yourself to bounce around ideas and tap into another level of business growth abundance, be sure to join our Facebook community exclusively for therapists. The link is waiting for you at drtk.com. Come.